What an honor to be here tonight. Amen. I saw you not too long ago. He was right. I'm a member now. Amen. My family and I are members. Amen. Glory to God. We told him that we would be back this way and it worked out for all of us to be here tonight. My family and I are here. So let's come on up. Uh, the, the big ones are not here with us. So we have the little ones tonight. Amen. This is my beautiful wife, Pastor Geraldine. Amen. She's the engine that keeps the motor going. Amen. And I have here Chibi K, Chibi for short. And Arize, Ari for short. Amen. They are, they are the two Hebrew brothers we have. <laughs> Amen. We're, we're, we're so delighted to be here. This, this family, this, these pastors, you that is sitting there looking at us, you mean so much to us. We are so grateful to God for all of you. Each time we see a support come from you guys, instantly we start praying for you. I mean, the moment with all oh, that river church, oh, God bless them. And we speak great things over you. Amen. Amen. So your support and your prayers have been a great blessing to me and my family and to what God is doing in Nigeria. Amen. Amen. So you may not be there in person, but you are participating. Amen. Amen. So we are honored to be here tonight to share the word of God with you. And uh, we love your pastors. They've been taking good care of us. I'm telling you, I, it's, I can, my belt keeps moving to the far. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's all good. My wife said, once you get to Nigeria, you work it all off. Amen. So uh, we're going to enjoy our salvation. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Praise God. What an honor to be here again. I, I heard that Pastor Morgan was just here on Sunday. Praise God. What a precious woman of God. Amen. We appreciate that family greatly. Amen. Glory to God. Did you come to hear me tonight or, or did you come to hear God? Okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> because I don't have anything on my own to offer you. Other than what God has put on my heart. Amen. Praise God. So let's have some fun tonight. What do you say? Each time we open the word of God, it, it is electrifying. I mean, it's fun. Amen. Glory to God. So, so we can leave tonight and say, guess who I heard? I heard God speak to me tonight. Amen. That's an awesome thing to have happen to you. Amen. Well, let's turn in our Bibles tonight. Let's start with 1 John chapter 2. 1 John 2, we will read verse 6. The epistle of John, the first epistle of John, chapter 2, verse 6. Father, we are so grateful for this wonderful privilege that you've given us. To assemble together according to your word. To partake of the bread of life. Spirit of the living God, I look to you tonight to unveil this truth unto your people. Make my tongue, Father, like the pen of a ready writer. To write this precious word in the hearts of your people. I decide right now, Father, to yield only to you. Only to your spirit. Make me a blessing to this precious people tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. 1 John chapter 2 verse 6. He says, He that saith he abideth in him. Ought himself also so to walk. 
even as he worked. Amen. Amen. We're called to a life of fellowship with God. We are called to a life of fellowship with God. Being a Christian is coming into fellowship with God, walking with God. Can you, I mean, can you picture that? Walking with a living God. That's what being a Christian means. It means we are called to walk side by side with God. Wherever God goes, we go. Whatever God does, we do. Amen. That's what he called us to do. Amen. That's what being a Christian means. We're called into fellowship with God. Amen. But uh, how many of you know it's one thing to be invited to walk with God and another thing to actually respond. Respond. Walking with God. Amen. We're called to a life of fellowship with God. When we walk in the light, the Bible says that we have fellowship one with another. That's 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7. It said, if we walk in the light as he, Jesus, as he, God, is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Yes. Amen. So tonight, I'm, I'm going to talk to you briefly about keys to improving your walk with God. Just some keys to help us, all of us, improve our walk with God. How many of you want your walk with God to get better? Yes. Amen. I want, I want to walk better with God than I did yesterday. Because the Bible says that he's, he's intending to increase us more and more. He's to take us from glory to glory. Our walk with God ought to be getting deeper and deeper every day. From glory to glory, you get to know God more and more. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, 1 Corinthians in chapter 1. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9. It says, God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We're called into fellowship of his son. We're called into fellowship with God. So many of the things that some people are struggling to get will easily flow into their lives as they learn to walk in fellowship with God. Walking with God is so big because when you learn to walk with God, the things that God designed to flow into your life will become an easy flow. Yes. It will no longer be a struggle. I mean, if you're, if you're in the water, you won't be struggling to get water on you. Why? Because you are in the water. When you are in fellowship with God, everything that God designed for your life will become part of you. Because when you walk in the light, in the light of his word, then everything that he has, you become a participant in. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 So walking with God, how I many of you like to know more about that? Yeah. Walking with God means walking in places of greatness. Amen. Walking with God means walking in places of greatness. Praise God. Praise God. You know, there are things... In your life, that you will never know until your walk with God improves. There are things that God designed for your life that you may never know until your knowledge of God increases. Because the more you know God, the more you know what he has made available to your life. And the more you know God, the more it affects how you live. 
The more you know God, the better you walk with him. Can you say amen? Amen. Glory to God. So, but there are things that must be in place in order for us to enjoy the full benefits of walking with God. Amen. Amen. So, number one, are you ready? Number one is learning to develop consciousness of his indwelling presence in you. If your walk with God is going to benefit you like God planned, you have to learn to become conscious of his indwelling presence. Amen. Remember in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, in verse 16, it says, Know ye not that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Number one key. To walking with God, to improving your work with God is understanding that he lives in you. God is in me. I mean, (laughs) when you have people, let's say for married people, there are things you will think about twice when you know that she's around. Right? <laughs> or that he's around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it helps you. <laughs> are you here? <laughs> there are things that you will like, okay, well, mm, she's here. I better not do this one. <laughs> or he's here. I better not do this one. Why? It helps your fellowship. It helps your fellowship. <laughs> Can you say amen? Same with God. The key, one of the keys to walking with God is being conscious of his indwelling presence. God is in me. And when you know that God is in you, it affects how you think. It affects the things you get, in, you, you get yourself involved with. Knowing that he's in you. He's watching you. He's listening to you. Amen. Glory to God. You know, another scripture is in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. In verses 19 and 20, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20, it says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which is in you, which is in you, which you have of God, and that you are not your own. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So the Spirit of God is in you. The Bible says that the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Amen. Wow. Wow. So you can walk around daily being conscious of his presence. Talk to him like you're talking to a person. Amen. Amen. Talk to him. I do this all the time. I say, you know, I'm doing stuff. I'm walking. Oh, Father, I love you. Oh, what an honor to be your child. Man, it thrills me that you saved me. I just want you to know I love you. Why? He's in you. You talk to him as if he's visible to you. Because he is. And the more you talk, his presence, his indwelling presence becomes more visible on you. Because what you are conscious of, you will respond to. Right? So, so you become more conscious of, he lives in me. He lives in me. He lives in me. 
He lives in me. So instead of going, oh God, I need to get better. Oh God, I know, I know you are up there watching me. No, he's not just up there watching you. He's inside of you. He's inside of you. You see, this is what makes walking with God difficult for some people. They think that God is far off. One day he's going to show up and turn around their situations. No, he's already inside of you. Say after me, God is in me right now. He lives in me by his spirit. Amen. If our walk with God is going to improve, we have to be conscious of this fact. God is in me. Amen. God is in me. He's in me now. He listens to everything I'm saying. He sees everything I'm saying. He sees everything I'm doing. So when I recognize that, I'll be like, okay, he sees me. But the question is, he's seeing you. Are you seeing him? You see, you see him through your consciousness. When you become conscious of his presence, that's you making a, a decision to act like you really see God. Amen. Amen. Because you see him, he's seeing you. You see him by faith. By faith. Somebody say, I'm praying for God to open my eyes to see him. Uh, You don't have to. He's already, he already told you that he's in you. This is where people miss it. They start praying, oh God, I want to hear a voice. I want to hear a voice to know that you are in me. No, you don't need to hear that. He already told you in his word that he's in you. Okay, now. In order to walk with God, you're going to have to learn faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. You can't walk with somebody you don't trust. Right? So walking with God means you are conscious of his presence and you believe him. Amen. You don't need him to prove anything. You just need to believe his word. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Another key then. To walk in with God, we started to read that scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, in verse 20. It says, for ye are bought with a price, therefore, <laughs> well, well, let's go back to verse 19. It said, what know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. And you are not your own. For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. Amen. (laughs) Another key to improving in your walk with God is to constantly remind yourself that I don't belong to myself. I belong to God. I belong to God. Because you see... (laughs) When you know that something belongs to somebody else, you know you are accountable to make sure that they have access to it. That's right. Right? Right? We belong to God. You don't own yourself. I don't own myself. The Bible says we are bought with a price. The blood of Jesus purchased us. God purchased us by the blood of Jesus. So if we're going to have an exciting walk with God, we have to always remember God owns me. God owns me. That means everything I have belongs to him. Everything about me, he owns. That way you don't withhold your obedience from him. You don't withhold anything from him because he owns it. He paid for it. That's why sometimes when people say, this is my life, I get to do whatever I want. I say, not if you're saved. That's right. <laughs> not if you're saved. 
If you're saved, you're not your own. Now, you may try to act like you are your own. It's just fake. (laughs) Amen. It's just fake. You're just deceived. I tell somebody sometimes, you know, yeah, you know, I'm tired of, you know, doing this and doing that. I just want to be myself. I said, well, guess where you will find yourself? In hell. (laughs) It's that simple. Because if you want to be yourself, that means you're going, to re- re- uh, you're going to pull yourself out of the mercy of God. You're going to pull yourself out of the blood of Jesus that was paid to set you free. Somebody say, I'm free. I can do anything I want. No, you're free to belong to God. Amen. Amen. So that's something that will help our walk with God greatly. Always remind yourself, I belong to God. I belong to God. I don't own myself. You know what that will help you do too? It will free you up from people. It will free you up from people because people want to know why are you acting that way? Why are you always this way? Why are you? I say, I don't own myself. I don't own myself. God owns me. God owns me. And it will develop boldness inside of you because you don't have to keep explaining to people why you do what you do. Why you can't go to the places they go. Why you can't talk like they talk. Why you can't dress like they dress. It's so simple. I don't own myself. I don't own myself. He owns me. And the more you recognize that, the greater your walk with him. Oh, how refreshing that is. The father owns me. It's not just like he owns you to try to mess you up. It's like he owns you to better your life. Oh, glory to God. Think about everything that has happened to you since you became a child of God. You became a champion. You were raised and made to sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus far above all principality and power and dominion and might. You became one in charge. Hey, think about that. You became healed. You became redeemed. You became just like Christ. So, when you say God owns me, you're thinking about all these benefits. Because he owns me, I'm free. Because he owns me, because he owns me, I'm well. Because he owns me, I am more than conqueror. Because he owns me, there is nothing that I will face that I will not win in. Why? Because I belong to him. You see, recognizing that keeps you yielded to him. People struggle with yielding to God because they don't recognize that they belong to God. When you recognize and become, make make that the center of your thinking, that I belong to God, it'll be very easy to yield to God. It'll be easy to yield to God. Amen. 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 Remember Galatians 2.20. You know that scripture. It said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Oh, who loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. It's no longer I that live it. You see, this will help you also to forget your past. Because many times people struggle with walking with God because they keep referencing their past. 
They keep seeing themselves in the past. Are you, are you listening to me? You see, it's no longer you that's living. It is Christ living through you. So when you recognize that, you don't look to the past. You're not held by the bondages of the past. Can you say amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. The grace of God brought you into Christ. Grace opened the door for you to become a child of God. Amen. The grace of God opened the door. But you're going to have to learn to remind yourself that I belong to God because of the grace of God. Amen. And because you belong to God, you don't let things that are not of God into your life. Amen. Let's say somebody handed you something and said, could you please watch over this for me? Huh? Maybe they are doing something and they say, could you please go to my house? Okay. Go to my house. Let, let, let the dogs out. Okay. I'll be back. So, and you go to the house and you decided to not just let the dogs out, you, you let some dogs in. <laughs> it wouldn't be a good fellowship. Why? Because you misused the things that was given or handed into your care. Okay? When you became a Christian, you made Jesus Lord. God said to you, okay, I'm going to live in you. Your body is no longer yours now. It belongs to me. So take care of it for me. Don't let this into this place. Don't let this thinking into this body, into this vessel. Don't let this just watch over it. Keep things from coming in so that I can use this vessel as I intended. Okay? When When you realize that, you will make sure that things that don't belong to God don't come in. The cool thing about it is that he gives you a list. So you won't have to say, oh, I don't know that that didn't belong to you, Lord. (laughs) He gives you a list. And plus, he gives you the Holy Spirit who lives in you. Who will prompt you and say, nope, that's not one of those things you let in. Don't let him in. Don't let him in. Don't let him in. Nope, that's not that. Don't let him in. You see, that all happens when you begin to recognize that you belong to God. Amen. And your body, your mind is given to you to watch over for God. Amen. Watch over for God. How do you watch over? You don't let things that don't belong to God come in. Amen. You only let things that belong to God come out of you. You are the gatekeeper. You're the gatekeeper. Amen. You're the gatekeeper. You remember in Romans chapter 6 in verse 14, it says, For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. Amen. Thank God for the grace of God. Because you are under the grace of God, you've been purchased. Grace opened the door for you. Now you don't let things that are contrary in. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Part of recognizing that you belong to God. Do you remember? Part of watching over yourself for God is making sure that the devil don't get in. Somebody says, yeah, pastor, pray for me that the devil don't bother me. No, you're in charge. You're, you're, you, you are in charge. You are in charge. And your responsibility is to keep the devil off of the premises. 
This is God's property. Get out. No, get out. Get out. Get out. Amen. I belong to him. I'm here to watch what he gave me. When wrong thoughts come, no, this is God's property. You shouldn't be here. Out. Amen. Amen. When certain things show up that shouldn't be there. When offense comes. Oh, no. This is God's property. You cannot use this. Because you know what? God's going to hold you responsible for what comes into what he assigned you. So we can't just sit back and act like we are ignorant, you know, and act like we don't know. I don't know how this happened. I don't know how this got into my life. I'm not sure. How, how, good Lord, help me. How did this, how did this, how, how did this happen? No, he made you in charge. So you better find out to make sure that you don't let things that don't belong to God in. Can you say amen? Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You see, whenever God said you belong to him, it means you are in a position of authority. That's right. Amen. Remember in 1 John chapter 4, 1 John 4, 4, it says you are of God. Yeah. You are of God, right. little children. We could put it this way. I belong to God. You belong to God, little children, yes. and have overcome. Yes. Because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. I mean, just that thought alone is powerful enough to settle so many arguments. Just you recognizing that you belong to God sets you as a master over all the works of darkness. Isn't that what it says? Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome. And have overcome. Just you understanding that you belong to God is explosive enough to set you above all the works of darkness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. Amen. Well, another key. We have so many keys. It's not in a certain order. This is how it came to me. Another key to improving your walk with God is live each day with your attention on his will for your life. You want to improve your walk with God? Live each day with your attention on his plan for your life. You want to walk in great places? You want to walk in greatness? You have to be mindful of the plan that God has for your life. Because what makes a person great is the plan of God. When you leave the plan that God has for your life, you've left your place of greatness. And nothing else will ever suffice. Nothing else. Nothing else. else. I watch people sometimes veer from the plan of God and the devil would uh, fool them into thinking, oh, okay, I'm free to do this now. I'm free to do this now. I'm free to do this now. Anything that is outside of the outside of the plan of God that you're doing, you are serving. You are serving that thing. But when you are in the plan of God and you're doing something, that thing is serving you. Did you see the difference? When you get out of the plan of God, you become a servant to things. But in the plan of God, things serve you. Because the plan of God uh, uh, will go through his counsel for your life. Yeah. He will go through his original plan. Yeah. 
And God's original plan is that you have dominion, you multiply, you, you subdue the earth, you replenish it, you have dominion. So everything he assigns you, whatever it is that he planned for your life, will put you in a position of functioning as a master in it. That's why it is your place of greatness. Hallelujah. So when you leave that plan, you leave the place of greatness. So one of the keys to helping you improve your walk with God is to recognize that God has a plan for my life and you you live each day. Each day with your attention on that plan for your life. You live each day. Because God talks to you based on the plan that he has for your life. He never does everything he does and says, okay, uh, um, I I don't have a plan for you. No. No. Everyone has a plan. God has a plan for everyone. And the plan that God has for you affects every area of your life. Every area. So when God says to you, this is my plan for your life, that means it will include your health. It will include your prosperity. It will include your sound sound mind. It will include relationships. The plan of God is the heart of all these things. So you take the plan out, nothing else works. Nothing else works. Amen. And then people try to get God to act like a magician. You've heard me say that, right? God said to me one day, I'm not a magician. You know what people think when they want God, when they think that God's going to act like a magician, they will excuse themselves from what God said to do. And they're hoping that something will happen. It will be like you unplugging your stove or microwave. And hoping that the food inside the microwave will get cooked. (laughs) It's not going to work. Amen. Amen. You know. (laughs) Uh, Have you ever set a timer on something? Uh And the timer is going, but nothing is happening. (laughs) No heat. Nothing. Uh But the timer is going. That's how some people think. They think just because each day is coming and going... That their, that their life is coming and going. Your life runs on the plan. Amen. So if you're not attentive to the plan, even though time is passing, yeah. your life is not going. Yes, sir. And it affects your ability to walk with God. Yes, yes. Amen. You find somebody that's not walking in the plan of God, I will show you somebody that will, that's having a hard time walking with God. Because what are you going to talk to him about? He gave you a plan so you will have something to chat with him about. Father, you you know, you you told me to do this. I started. This is what I'm seeing. Uh, Am I seeing it right? Oh, yeah. Son, daughter, you know, when I sent you to do this, this is my intention. Pick up this piece. Take it over here. And then you will find the other one. Oh, glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're not married, you will find your spouse. Hey. Amen. That's what happened to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you fa- the plan of God is all-inclusive. Yes. Yes, Everything. Amen. That's why it is your place of greatness. Amen. Amen. So if you're to improve your walk with God, you're going to have to live each day, each day, attentive yes. to the plan that he has for your life. Each day. 
each day. Remember, your life is existing because he has a plan for you. So don't leave your life without the plan going. Amen? Or without being attentive to the plan. It will be like you putting that food in the microwave, pushing the time. The time is going, but it's not heating up. It's not heating up. Can you say amen? Amen. Glory to God. Remember what Jesus said. Jesus said in John chapter 6, in verse 38, it says, For I came down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Wow. He came down from, this is Jesus, our example. He said, I came down not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. The will of him that sent me. And he attended to it every day. Because he told us, the things that you see me do, that's what I saw my father doing. The things that you hear me say, that's what I heard my father saying. That's what we mean by you have to live each day attentive to the plan that God has for you. So I said, well, I just don't know the plan that God has for me. Do you know you are on a talking terms with God? You can talk to him. You can find out. He wants you to know. He want, do you know you, you will never be able to go before God and say, Father, you know the reason I didn't do your plan is because I just didn't know your plan. And you know what he'll tell you, really? But I gave you a pastor. I gave you pastors. When you come to the local church and you're fed the word of God, it develops you. And as you develop, the plan inside of you becomes visible Amen. to you. Yes. Amen. Do you know when a child is born? You know, a little baby, they bring the little baby, they do this, and the baby will smile and do stuff. And some people say, the baby's not seeing you. The, the sight is not clear yet, right? They don't see for a few days or whatever. You know, how do they get to that point? You keep feeding them. You keep feeding them. And all of a sudden, they start recognizing your face. That's why when you leave the room, they go, why? They're seeing, they're recognizing you. Right? You see, when you come into the local church and the, and the word of God begins to come inside of you, your pastors begin to feed you the word of God. Your eyes become clear. You're like, ooh, yeah. When you, and when you don't hear the word, you go, ooh, pastor. Ah, I want the word. Amen. But you see, and as you grow, your sound changes. Your sound changes. And so does your ability to recognize. Amen. You see, God is a complete God. You will never find God do something that is incomplete. If it's incomplete to you, it means you don't have the full knowledge. So don't accuse God. Find out. Amen. 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 And the first place to find out is at least be present in the local church. You see, I'm preaching to the choir tonight. You're all here. Amen. Glory to God. That's the first step. Be present. Because in in being present, you are fed. You're fed. And when you're fed, it affects your seeing. (laughs) Amen. It affects your seeing. Praise God. You see, you can't say, ah, God doesn't have a plan for my life. I don't know. Nothing is working right now. Remember? Are you walking something or are you doing something God told you to do? Remember the first uh, 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 um, uh, key? 
Or the second key, you don't own yourself. Sometimes people struggle in discovering the plan of God because they're wanting to discover a plan that, they, that originated from them. Right. Yeah. You see the difference? Yeah. This is what I plan to do. Like in my case, I had planned to become a doctor. Yeah. Everything I was doing was geared towards that. And if you dare say anything to me back then, I'd be like, oh, come on now. Ah, God needs uh, a godly physician. I can help humanity. This is how people are deceived. I can help humanity. I can help humanity. Did you die on the cross for humanity? No. Okay, then you have no say. (laughs) Amen. The only person that has the power to decide what helps humanity is the one who died so that humanity can be saved. And if it's not you, then you're out of place (laughs) to even determine what helps humanity. Okay? This is where people are brainwashed into saving trees, saving all kinds of stuff, thinking that they're saving humanity. Humanity is not in in trouble because the trees weren't planted. Okay? Humanity had been in trouble because of sin. Sin. Not trees. Sin. Amen. So, if you want to find the one that helps humanity, find the one that did something to address humanity's problem, which was sin. Amen. That was the problem. Amen. People come up with all this stuff. I mean, oh my gosh. I was walking one day. (laughs) I was was driving in this, this was in Iowa. And I saw signs everywhere, you know, as I was driving. And it says, walk to cure Alzheimer's. Walk to cure Alzheimer's. Join us for a walk to cure Alzheimer's. And the Spirit of God said to me, that is not true. He said, you know, people don't have Alzheimer's because they didn't walk. (laughs) And he said to me, you will never walk long enough to cure Alzheimer's. Because it didn't come as a result of not walking. That's right. Alzheimer's is a disease and it came as a result of the curse. That's right. That's right. So you want to get rid of it? Find out what God did about the curse. Yes. Amen. 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 And make your walk a leisure walk, you know. Walk because you want to exercise, not because you, you're walking to cure disease. That's not true. Why am I saying all this? Because sometimes people come up with a plan that they think if I did this, I would bless humanity. You don't know humanity like the one who created humanity. That's why it's important to not let yourself be fooled into doing all these funny plans that are outside of the plan of God. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Because you see, Whenever you know, this is one of the ways you know when you're walking in the plan of God. It will always make God the center. Yes. It will always reference God. Yes. It will always put God first. Yes. Amen. It will always put God first. Yes. And when God is first, you, you yourself are in a commanding position. That's right. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So, find out because God has a plan for you. Ephesians 2 in verse 10, I think we've read it here. You read, you read it here all the time too in Amplified Bible. 
Ephesians 2 verse 10 in Amplified Bible. He says, for you are God's own handiwork. See, you don't own yourself. Mm -hmm. All right. Handiwork. His workmanship. Recreated in Christ Jesus. Okay. Born anew. That you may do those good works. Those good works. Not every good works. Those, those good works. Those good works. Which God predestined, planned beforehand for us. Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. You know, you can take a path that God didn't prepare. And when you do, your walk, it will affect your walk with him. It will affect your walk with him. So what am I saying? You have to recognize that God already has a path for me. He already has a plan for me. And if you want to find out, you look to him. Amen. You look to him. Amen. Because his path will bring you into good living. Hallelujah. When you get into the plan of God, that's you getting into a good living. If we keep reading in that scripture, it says, you know, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in then. Guess what will happen as a result of us walking in the plan of God? Living the good life. Living the good life. Which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Good life awaits every child of God. In walking with God, you get to walk in good life. Amen. You get to live in good life. Yes. Amen. Amen. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, why wouldn't you attend to the plan? Yeah. Right. You see, if you knew what I was saying, it would make you hungry to find out what's the plan. Yeah. Because that's my good life. You find out the plan, that's your good life. Amen. Sometimes people think that good life is, oh, I have a nice house. I have a nice car. Oh, I shop in good places. Uh-huh. That's not the good life. Yeah. Right. They the are effects. Yes, yeah. that's effects true. of the good life. Yeah. But they are not the good life. Right. The good life is found in taking paths yes. which God prearranged and made ready for you. Yes. That's where good life is. Right. Amen. Amen. Because, you see, when you are in the good life that he prepared, that he made ready for you, something comes up. You meet him there. Because whatever God prepared, you will see his presence there. That's why you can boldly say, if God be for me, who can be against me? Why? Because what he prepares, he mans his presence. That's why in Psalm 23, he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In other words, he is the one leading me. The, one, the Lord is the one leading me. A shepherd leads. Yes. Amen. The Lord is the one leading me. And because he's the one leading me, I shall not want. Right. Amen. And he goes on to say, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? He's there. He's there. He's there. He's there. Whatever he offers, he's a part of. That's why it's important that we walk in the plan. Because when you are walking in the plan that God has for you, you are walking with God. You're walking with God. What he offers, he's a part of. Amen. That's why you encounter challenges walking in the plan of God. You are not afraid of anything. 
Why? You know he's there. If he be for me, you see, see, you see, your plan you pay for. He, his plan he pays for. I like that deal. Hallelujah. Amen. He goes, you know, circumstances come up. You don't go, oh, what are we going to do? No, you know, hey, he authored it. He authored it. If, if he authored it, his seal is on it. So you're cool, you're calm, and you're collected. You're not moved. You're not moved. People start panicking when what they plan begin to shake. Yep. That's why you shouldn't leave in what you plan. Leave in what he planned. Now. You can know what God planned and not live in it. That's the dangerous thing to do. Because the devil is not going to announce to you when he's coming. He's a thief. He doesn't announce. So he looks for opportunity when you least expect him. That's why it's important. If you're going to walk with God, (laughs) attend daily. To the plan that he has for your life. Do not be found outside of God's plan. Because when you come outside of God's plan, you have left your place of safety. Can you say amen? amen. Glory to God. Amen. amen. You see, by attending to the plan of God for your life, you know what you're doing. You're saying to God, I agree with you, Father. I agree with you, Father. Because whatever you are attending to, you are agreeing with. Amen. Amen. You attend, it means you agree. And by you agreeing with God, great things, good things come into your life. Remember Job 22 in verse 21. It says, acquaint thyself uh, 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 with God. Well, let's go read it. Glory to God. Job chapter 22. Somebody said, can anything good come out of Job? Oh, yes, baby. Come on. (laughs) Job 22, look at verse 21. I'd like to read it to you in Amplified Bible if if it's okay by you. Amen. Job 22, 21. It says, acquaint now yourself with him. Agree with God. And show yourself to be conformed to his will. Show yourself to be conformed to his will. Or we can say show yourself to be conformed to his plan. Amen. Be at peace and be at peace. People who don't walk in the plan of God are not at peace. You know, peace is not just, peace is not, oh, I don't have any trouble. That's not what peace means. Peace means you are a master in every situation. Trouble or no trouble. That's what peace means. Remember Jesus said, my peace I live with you. Do not let your heart be troubled. That means there are things that will come that that can trouble your heart. So peace means your ability to stay at the position of master. No matter what you face. And that only comes by agreeing with God. By you agreeing with his plan. You see, what you agree with, you are participating in. What you agree with, you are attending to. So by you attending to the plan of God, you are agreeing with God. Okay, let's keep reading. And it says, and be at peace. And by that, 
By that, by what? By you agreeing with God and showing yourself to be conformed to his plan, he says, you shall prosper. You shall prosper. And look at, he's not even done yet. I mean, we can dance and shout about you shall prosper. He's not even done talking. And then he goes on to say, and great good, not just good, great good shall come to you. Shall come to you. Shall come to you. It didn't say you will go get, you will go get great good. No, it said great good shall come to you. Quite by, by simply agreeing with God. By agreeing to walk in his plan. Attending to his plan. Ooh, that's why we said to you, when you attend to the plan of God, that you, that's you attending to greatness. Great goods. Hallelujah. Ah, praise God. If I stop there right now, that's enough for some dancing and shouting. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. But let me give you a couple more. Another key to improving your walk with God is be led by the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit. Because you see, (laughs) you don't want to live a life that is constantly rerouting. Have you ever followed GPS Uh and you miss your turn? Uh And it's a rerouting. Rerouting. So many believers' lives are, are constantly rerouting. Why? Because they're not being led by the Spirit. They're not responding to the leading of the Spirit. Ooh, you better get that book. <laughs> responding to the Spirit. Amen. You see, if you don't, it will keep your life rerouting. Ooh, my. Some reroutings are, I mean, not good. You find yourself delayed, frustrated, you're in traffic that's not moving. Everybody else is pulling their hair and you're watching them the whole time. Nothing good to watch other than troubled people. Why? Because you were in rerouting. How'd you get into rerouting? You failed to respond to the leading. That's why if you're going to have a, a, a fun walk with God, enjoy your walk with God, you have to learn to be responsive to the leading of the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit. Right. Amen. Be led by the Spirit. Amen. Glory to God. You see, all the wonderful things that God planned for your life, yeah. the things that he already put in place, uh-huh. do you know that the Spirit of God is in you to guide you into them? You never get to them without his help. You you never get into the good life that he designed for you. You never get into the place of mastery that he designed and built up for you without the assistance of the Holy Spirit. That's why he said, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But he goes on to say, but he has revealed them to us by his spirit. That's 1 Corinthians 2, 9. He has revealed them to us by his spirit. What about if you're not led? What about if you're not being responsive to the leading of the spirit? What do you do? You cut yourself off. You cut yourself off from what's available. That's where people switch to man-made stuff. 
and man-made stuff makes your walk with God miserable because God's not part of it. And that's where religion deceives a lot of people. It gives you a form of God, but God's not a part of it. It has no power. It, it, it wouldn't be able to, live, to deliver you. It has forms, do's and don'ts. But Christianity is not do's and don'ts. Christianity is life. It's summoned to walk with a great God. Hallelujah. What a life. My God, what a life. A summon to walk with the creator of the universe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't take your Christianity for granted. It's a big deal. I'm called to walk with God. Hallelujah. It changes. I mean, it affects how you carry yourself. It affects how you talk. No, 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 no. I'm here. I'm on this planet to walk with God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the Holy Spirit is the one he gave us to help us have access to the things that he's provided. Have access to all the resources. Have access to his power. When you feel like you're about to give up, you say, no, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. What is he talking about? The spirit of God. It is that you be strengthened with might in your spirit by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Amen. You see, in Romans 8, 14, it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We could put it this way, that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are those that have yielded themselves to the one who owns them. We like to say we, we, are, we are children of God on paper. But what about in our actions? Are we responding to his leading? Those that are led by the spirit of God are the children of God, are the sons of God. So if you're not being led, you're excusing yourself from your position of sonship. There are things that God wants us to know. There are shows that are reserved for us. There are miracles that are awaiting us. But God is calling us, come walk with me. Come walk with me. Come walk with me so I can show you. Come walk with me. You see, every day a walk with God is, is going on, it's like going on an adventure. Something good's going to happen. Hallelujah. Every day. Every day. I wish it was that way for my life, Reverend. It is. It is. That's why we're giving you some of these keys to help you get excited about it. Get thrilled about it. Because when you get thrilled about it, that's when it works for you. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. You see, when you begin to discover the wonderful things that God has planned for your life, 
by the Holy Spirit helping you, you responding to the leading, because every leading you respond to is a discovery. He will take of mine and shall show it unto you. Every leading of the Spirit is a discovery. You will discover something you didn't have before. You will discover something you didn't know before. And when you know, you are at an, ad- at an advantage. Yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's why life becomes exciting. Yes. People who don't know their life is boring. <laughs> because their face looks like they don't know. Yeah. Uh, you can tell. I guarantee you, walk around, take a survey. You will notice. You will easily identify people who don't know. Because they look like they don't know. (laughs) But you see, you have the knower inside of you. The Holy Spirit. He's abiding in you. He causes you to know. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Remember 1 Corinthians, praise God, we're having so much fun. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 2.12. You, you remember that? 1 Corinthians 2.12. It said, you have not received the spirit, uh, uh, you have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. Why? 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 That you might know. The things. I like things. Amen. My wife tells me she likes things. We like things. So I developed an appetite to read that word clearly. Because you see, if, you, if you're not careful, you will start reading the word. That you might know the thing that are, that, that's freely given to you. No, it says things. It's more than one. It's more than two. It's more than three. In fact, it's abundance. Or like we say, abundancia. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So he said, we have not received, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. For the purpose of knowing the things that are freely given is being released to you. It's being released to you. Somebody said, when? When? Did I miss a service pastor? Did I miss it? It was given to you at birth. When you made Jesus Lord, you became an heir of God and joined heir with Jesus Christ. But just just being that is not enough. You need to become. And the job of the Holy Spirit is to unveil it to you. Amen. Unveil it to you so that you will become. I remember the Lord said something to me years ago. He said, when you hear the Spirit of God say something to you, that's an excitement for you, but it's not complete yet. The Spirit of God, when the Spirit of God prompts you, when he's leading you, the the step of him leading you is part one. He's waiting for your part, your response, because your response causes the power to be released. So the leading of the spirit is never complete without a response. That's why he celebrates your response. Somebody can go, I heard from God, I heard from God. 
God. Sister, I heard God. Glory to God. Pastor, I heard God. I heard God. Thank you, Jesus. I heard God. Okay. What did you do? Um, uh, now it was a wonderful experience. What did you do? What did you do with the leading? Because it's not enough to get the leading. You have to respond. And when you respond, that's when power is made available. And with every power released, your work with God gets more, more, and more, and more, and more fascinating. Hallelujah. So when you catch yourself growing stuff about the things of God, you know, drawing back about the things of God, I don't know. That means you're no longer responding to the leadings. You're no longer responding to the leadings. And it will affect your work with God. It's hard to drag a mule that's not moving. Right? I mean, have you ever seen a car parked in the parking lot and you try to turn the steering wheel? It's harder. But once that car is in motion, hey, glory to God. You can even do it with one hand. And it will respond. Okay? So now, what makes the leading of the Spirit easy for the believer? Acting on the Word. Be a doer of the Word. Because when you're a doer of the Word, that means you're moving. You are no longer stationary. The Word will keep your life moving. The word will keep you moving, making you responding to the turnings of the spirit easy. Amen. Glory to God. Because you see, whenever the spirit of God is leading you, he's leading you according to your identity. And that identity is found in the word of God. And the Bible said that when you hear the word and you don't do it, you're like a person that saw themselves and walked away forgetting who they were. So here he was calling your name all day long. Uh (laughs) A champion. You don't even hear it because you're swallowed up by your difficulties. Uh More than a conqueror. I'm waiting for my paycheck. See, (laughs) see, see, you see, you're depending on paycheck for what God already made you. That's why people miss their leadings. Oh, I wish I have two hours more to share with you. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Praise God. Anyway, let's move on because I want to let you out. Praise God. Another key to you improving your work with God is responding right to correction. Yes, sir. Amen. Responding right to correction. I mean, your work with God will be affected if you don't respond right to correction. So many people take corrections personal. Why they talk to me like that? Uh, What would you do if you tried to turn your your steering wheel away from a truck? And your steering wheel goes, no, why are you turning me like that? Why are you turning me like that? What would you think? You'd be like, this thing well, is crazy. I'm trying to get out of the way of the truck. See, that's what correction does. Correct. Sean. <laughs> it corrects you to keep you from destruction. To keep you from 
hurt. Yeah. Yes. Amen. You see? But if you don't appreciate correction, it will affect your walk with God. The very moment, the very place you fail to respond correctly or rightly to correction is the place that your walk will stall. Your walk with God will stall. Does that make sense? Did you catch what I said? The very place you fail to respond to correction the right way, that's the place that your walk with God will stall. That's why it's important that we respond right to correction. Yes, you don't take correction p- personal. Right. So many people, get, I mean, I get baffled sometimes. Like people will miss the whole point. Yeah. Uh-huh. They will miss what you're correcting them on yeah. and focus on how you corrected them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, if that steering wheel stood there and wondered why you turn it so hard, uh-huh. it wouldn't be present to, to, to answer any other question. It will be destroyed. So, respond to correction rightly. It will help your walk with God. Amen. Amen. People who struggle with responding correctly to correction, they struggle with walking with God. And they fail to bring forth fruit. Fruit. They they don't produce fruit. Because, you you see, remember what Jesus said in John 15? He said, I am the, my father is the uh, a husbandman. I am the vine. Yeah. You are the branches. Yeah. Okay. And the father will prune, will correct yeah. the branches yeah. Yeah. so that they will produce yes. fruit. Yes. And he tells you how he does it. Yeah. By the word. Yes. So many times the word will come to correct you. So don't take it personal. Like, oh, glory to God. Amen. You respond. The Bible says that whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Oh, my gosh. You're going to get upset over love? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Amen. I know I'm preaching to the choir tonight, but um, amen. You see, your walk with God will begin to lose steam. When you don't respond right to correction. When you don't respond to correction, you basically reject God's love. And how are you going to walk together with somebody that you're rejecting their love? I mean, how about a husband and wife? He leans over to kiss you. Or she leans over to kiss you. I mean, it wouldn't be good fellowship. You wouldn't have a good walk. Same with God. If you respond to correction, that's you like going to God's love. That's not smart. (laughs) Amen. Amen. All right. The last one. Praise God. The last one. Uh, This is not all the keys. These are just ones that came up to me that I wanted to share with you. It's uh, the last key here that I have for you tonight is walk in love. You're going to walk with God, you better walk in love because God is love. You can't be walking with God and not walking in love. If you're not walking in love, you are deceived. Amen. Remember the Bible said that God is love. God is love. So you want to improve your walk with God, improve your walk in love. Improve your walk in love. Improve your walk in love. 
You, I mean, without improving your walk with God, you, without improving your walk in love, your love walk, without improving your love walk, you are basically trying to drive on flat tires. Not only would you not go far, you can destroy the rims of your vehicle. Because without love, your faith won't work. And if your faith is not working, you don't have God's audience, even though he's present. Walk in love. That's, that's, that's a major key to improving your walk with God. You see, walking in love, you see, many times people uh, uh, mistake feeling for love. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like loving him. Uh, you know what they did? That, see, love has nothing to do with feeling. Fleshly love. Fleshly love. You know what people call love out there? That's feelings. It's based on how you treat me. You treat me good, I love you. You don't treat me good, I don't like you. And see, the, the God kind of love, the God kind of love is based on nothing but God. You see, that's how you know to love. Because he first loved you. His love is shed abroad in your heart. Don't try to love people with something else. Use the one that he shed abroad in your heart. <laughs> Don't try to love people with your feelings. Oh, because feelings change. Yeah. Yes. Feelings happen based on what's happening. That's right. They come and they go. <laughs> you gotta make you 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 can get some at the gas station. Come and go. <laughs> Amen. If you depend on feelings, you will have trouble walking in love. Amen. So love is not a feeling. Love is a decision to respond to the one who died that that may have life. Yes. So when you think about walking in love, that's your goal. Yes. The one who, shed, you see, that blood shed that love abroad in your heart because of the love that God has for me. Ah, I find it so comforting to love another. Amen. Amen. Because of the blood that was shed for me, I will never withhold my feelings from God. Amen. So what do you do? You command your feeling to respond to the love in your heart. Amen. These are just a few keys to help us to improve our walk with God. Amen. Glory to God. Are you glad you came? The word is always simple. It always helps us. Amen. I love midweek services. That's one of my favorite. Why? Because you see hungry people. And you notice the utterances are different. Utterances are different. On Sunday, everybody comes. Thank God for Sunday services. But, you know, you try to just, you know, you can only say this one one time this week. So you better get in. So it's just all over. But on a midweek service like this, oh, the word's going in. The word's going in, the word's going in, the word's going in, and it produces. Amen. 
There are some of you, I hear the Spirit of God saying, there are some of you that has been pushing, pressing, pressing for something happen regarding some things. Stay on it. Don't let go. You're right at the threshold of something great. Don't let go of your faith. Just stay right there. Just stay right there. Just stay right there. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. When I look at your faces, I see greatness. When I look at your faces, I see faces that are walking with God. When I, that's what I'm seeing tonight. People that are hungry for God. People whose life God will address and make known. Amen. Are you ready for it? I said, are you ready for it? Let's walk with this master. Let's walk with this God. Who is so great, so big, so comforting. Amen. Glory to God. What an honor to talk to you again and minister to you again tonight. We love you so dearly. Amen. You are our part of your family. Amen. People ask me, where are you going? I'm in part of it. You were just there. Yes, I was. <laughs> Amen. We just love to be around you. The best is yet to come. Amen. Just put, some, put these things in practice and watch God be God. Amen. And when God is God, things happen. Amen. All right, Pastor, that's all I have tonight.